and welcome to a special episode where today I'll be joined by my colleagues Min Su and Koba from the ACO Designers Podcast as we'll be speaking to Georgia and Mikau who are behind the much-loved Design Matters Conference that happens in Denmark and is also happening uh, very soon in Tokyo that brings together designers from around the world from different backgrounds and before we jump in Koba has a few words to explain a little bit about uh, how we got this interview opportunity um, to the audience. Yeah, I've been curious about the Design Matters Tokyo as I'm a designer in Tokyo. And I've met uh, Sanpei, uh, who is a co-organizer of Design Matters Tokyo. And I've resonated with the reason why he co-organized Design Matters to Tokyo. So we set up this interview order to make this event known to wider audience in our way. Really, thanks for you coming. Before I think we begin the interview, can you two tell us a little bit about yourself? So I'm Georgia and I'm originally from Venice, Italy. Uh, my background is actually in uh, Japanese studies, funnily enough. And um, I specialize in uh, communications. This is what I do at Design Matters. I'm the head of communications. I'm based in Copenhagen here together with Michael. And that's basically it. So I'm not a designer myself, but I ended up working a lot with designers and with design. So I can say that I've learned a lot along the way. Yeah, and I'm Michael. And I was actually uh, studying history uh, at a university in, in Denmark. Um, but uh, when I was done with my study, it was at the same time as the internet uh, started to hitting off and at the same time as the internet became commercial. So I thought about, you know, working with the internet. So that's what I did. So I've been working as a web designer and web developer and project manager um, since late nineties. Um, and then I had a web agency for many years. Um, and then back in 2012, I started organizing uh, conferences. And that's how Design Matters in a way started. Oh, was that um, for the first time you held a, a conference? It wasn't uh, named uh, Design Matters. Actually, the first the first uh, conferences I did was focusing on uh, digital transformation for membership organizations, and then I met uh, my co-founder co-founder Ingrid. She's a UX designer, and we had this conversation about there was a need for having a UX conference, a huge international UX conference in in uh, Copenhagen. So we did that for two years, but. What we learned during these uh, UX conferences was there was uh, something else there was a need for, and that was digging into the the craftsmanship, the whole crafting part of uh, the digital design. So back in fifteen, we did the first design matters, um, and what we learned from already for the first um, issue, the first uh, edition of design matters was that there was a need, there was some a gap, there was a gap here. Because uh, the whole uh, craftsmanship wasn't really something people talk about. So mm-hmm. we could feel from the beginning that there was an international interest, both from speakers, but also from attendees. So in a way, Design Matters became really international from the, from the very beginning. Um, 
Okay, I see. Uh, yeah, I've read a lot of articles, and uh, you don't really focus on the only like inside the Denmark, but also focus on the international community, especially Europe first. But eventually, the people from America, people from Tokyo, everywhere, the designer will kind of like concentrate on the design matters, how it goes on uh, every year, and. So I want to ask uh, you uh, other questions. Um, so what is the, uh, so does that matter for the people in Denmark and why it's so important, uh, like like you and like uh, the designers in Denmark and maybe non-designers too? Yeah. Um... I can take this. Yeah, so the begin as Michael said in the beginning, we wanted to bring a lot of international designers on stage. But then we realized that that was also a great opportunity for designers to mingle themselves. Because at our events, since it's so international, in 2019 we had people from 46 different countries. So that's a huge opportunity for people in Denmark, but also outside Denmark, to expand the network, network and connect. So something that we have noticed is that after attending our conferences, a lot of speakers and attendees, they kind of find new connections and sometimes that kicks off the next job. So that's really cool. We kind of connect people and that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, and I think another thing we learned is that um, working as a designer, uh, a digital designer, is that you belong to an international community of designers. We're actually very connected um so therefore it, it makes sense to have this conversation in this uh, in, in in a kind of international setting um mm. so um so actually i mean now we had we had the corona the pandemic situation for a couple of years and and therefore um, we have actually been being able to to uh, organize the conference also physical uh for the last two years but because of the uh, pandemic, uh, there was more Danish uh, attendees uh, because they people couldn't really travel. But back in nineteen, before the pandemic, we had seventy percent of attendees was from outside Denmark. So it, it, it was really international. Yeah. But but one thing we decided uh, back in nineteen was this thing where we had the feeling that it was maybe a bit strange to ask so many people to travel to Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. So that's why we made the decision about design matters should be something that should not only happen in Denmark, it should happen elsewhere. So, and the first, um, uh, the, the first edition where we decided to do outside Copenhagen was in Tokyo back in, in 20. Yes, actually, and, and, and that's actually something I'm really interested in, in kind of like finding out more about is that it goes to that very essence which you said you want the design matters is having a conversation um, yeah. but not only about your local community but international community and with that being said why specifically was uh, Tokyo uh, the first place to, to venture outside of like Denmark it, there's, there's actually two answers to that question. One is that we did a research trip back in 19 and uh, we did a research trip in, in, in Tokyo um, and that the idea was that we wanted to find trends, find speakers that we can invite to 
to Copenhagen. But what we learned was there was actually a big need for doing what we do in Japan. So, so we met with a lot of designers and they actually asked us, you know, could you please come and do what you do in Copenhagen? Could you please do that in Tokyo? So, so we saw that there was a need for, for doing, um, what we do in Copenhagen. So that's, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is, and that's, that's, uh, I don't think that's just my opinion. I think that's really a universal opinion is that in many ways, the, the Japan is one of the main design destinations in the world. So we had a feeling that, uh, everybody actually wants to go to Japan and, 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 and do talks and meet with the community in Japan. And that was true. So. I'm usually saying that the, 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 the first, uh, designer matters within the 20 was the easiest recruitment of speakers that I've ever done because everybody I asked, they said, yes, of course we want to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then if I just to that, I think there's a sort of uh, fascination, uh, that Japanese have, people have for Scandinavia and vice versa, Scandinavians mm-hmm. love Japan. So we found that. Bridging these two cultures was a really good way to connect designers. There are so many similarities when it comes to design, for example, minimalism. And that's something that people know already because, you know, if you look up at Scandinavian design or Japanese design, the first thing to pop up is furniture, for example. But then mm. wanted to investigate more the digital area, like what similarities or differences are there? So that was kind of a um, uncovered uh, path that we wanted to discover a little bit. Mm. And, and what you just said is that that's actually something we have been struggling with since the very beginning is that Denmark has a really good reputation for design, but that's actually furniture design back from the sixties that has, you know, that, that this recommend, um, that this, uh, reputations belong to. But when we dig into the digital part, then it's another story and it's a little bit the same for, for, for Japan. Japan is also struggling uh, about um, the, the, the working with the digital design, yeah. and um, so so that's another story, and that's actually what Design Matters is about. There's also a reason for when we decide when we started Design Matters back in '15. A lot of the speakers was was uh, coming from US because in many ways uh, US and especially maybe San Francisco has been the scene, the main scene for. This is the sign. This is maybe changing these days, but but that's at least that's how it was back in in fifteen. You hit on something that's very strong. I think George also brings this up was that between Scandinavia and Japan, there's the idea of making crafts as a, the base, you know, and I think that interaction is what makes the the, the event here in Tokyo really interesting and unique. Is that you you have to come here to listen, but then the workshop allows you to interact, communicate, get out of your comfort zone. And I, I think those two, that is a very interesting uh, relationship, a unique one, I believe. I know um, Minsu has got a, a great question to follow up on this because she actually also uh, spent some time at that uh, event, the, the Design Matters Tokyo. So um, after I hear your answer, I believe that you have a lot of experience in the past that you hold this kind of workshop in abroad. And I was like wondering like if there is any presentation or communication style you're trying to adapt inside the event to make people who attend the workshop feeling comfortable 
and they're actually involved inside the event? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Um, I think workshops, um, there's different reasons for doing workshops because actually the workshops that we do uh, at our conferences is, is actually very short. Sometimes we all also call them interactive sessions because it's you don't really have that much time. So it's a mix of um, learning something, interact with uh, the speakers or uh, the brands behind the some of the products we we use as designers, but it's also an opportunity to to meet with other attendees. So it's it's so the workshops also is about maybe socializing a little bit around uh, some design topic mm-hmm. or a task. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, sorry. No, no, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, maybe another thing that we do, maybe unconsciously, that maybe I'm realizing now is that what we bring to Copenhagen, but then we brought as well to Tokyo, is during these workshops, people do collaborate, but the way they do it is very flat. There's no hierarchy. Mm. That allows people to kind of remove that stress from, am I being judged? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? So that kind of allows people to try experiments, even fail and kind of make friends at the same time. So we want to, want to remove that pressure of doing things right or wrong, just because the point is trying things out and making new connections. I am very happy to hear that answer, to be honest, because when I was attending on 2020, I was a college student at that time. But what was really impressive to me was that there was no barrier between the experienced designer and the student, which was, I think it was the big point of the event. And about the connection between the speakers, I it was very impressive that there is a section that we have time to talk with the speakers after the speaking part. And then um, I was so impressed because it is not like one direction communication we were actually interacting and then also we can also hear the backgrounds of the speakers so i think that was the most charming point of the event so i'm very glad to hear that and then i also remember there are a lot of like non-native english speakers mm. during the workshops i was wondering yeah the same way so mm. i'm also not a native english speaker and i will join the event and I think a lot of Japanese uh, designers, they will join, um, even though they don't speak English very well. I think they want to communicate and kind of spark their ideas together with the fellow designers. So do, do you have um, any like specific uh, tips or like a trick uh, for the non-native speakers uh, to collaborate in a workshop? Uh, Mm, yeah, like, that, like me, only TV speaker with uh, people speaking English very well, something like that. I think what we're going to do is we we try to insist that the conversation should be in English because that's the language we have all together. So, um, and what what uh, what we're going to do is there will be people helping doing translation, doing the workshops. So, but still we, we, we should try to have this conversation in English. And I'm pretty sure that even you don't feel comfortable about having this conversation, then if everybody else is speaking and then suddenly you just do it yourself also. I mean, and I think that's also what happened back in 20. In a way, Design Matters became this safe house that it was okay for everybody to has, have this conversation, even you're not a, you're not a good or fluent in English. 
and something that people can definitely do and they also did in the 20 I remember there were lots of people with laptops or graphic tablets and during the yeah. workshop people were welcome to use to draw and like they could draw they could use anything else that is not necessarily language so as long as you communicate that's fine so the journey is kind of more mm-hmm. interesting than the mm-hmm. final destination yeah. so you get your message conveyed the how is not that important but right. that's also I think that's actually a, one important thing about design matters in Tokyo is that we we uh, ins- we were we have been insisting on every talk should be in English, uh, the whole conversation should be in English, because I think that's one of the main um, things that designers in Japan should think about is that you're also part of this international community of designers and here the, the conversation is in English in many ways. I mean, and, and in, in order to do that, in order to be a part of that community, you need to be able to have this conversation and, and feel comfortable about having the conversation. So that that's why we have been insisting on, yeah, do right. have the conversation in English, yeah. Yeah, I uh, agree with both of you. And um, so as a designer, we have the competencies to visualize our languages uh, and then we can communicate without saying uh, probably sometimes common languages. So if, even if I don't speak English, I just visualize it. As uh, Georgia said, just pen and iPad, I can show them my ideas. That's the... Well, one of the great tips, how we interact with each other as a designer. And also, um, I also agree with um, Mikao. And I think recently I've seen a lot of like English community. So the one uh, Figma opened uh, on a Slack. So a lot of people talk and then just share the ideas uh, in English. And I think Japanese uh, designers are still in a very closed community and some of them definitely joined that by speaking it but still still yeah we live in a closed community so i think design matters can be a good opportunity for us just to take out the barriers and join the international community Absolutely. yeah yeah and also like even myself i'm at attendance for the two years ago. And then I really feel like there's a lot of um, visual expression during the workshop. So what was really impressive was like, no one just literally sitting down on a chair and doing nothing. Everyone was moving, moving their hand. They were trying to interact with the people and they're at least, even though they're not confident in English, they at least want to do something. So I really feel like they're really involved inside the workshop. And I believe that was your first pop-up event in Japan, in Tokyo. So I was wondering, like, is there any unexpected result by the last event? Hmm. One thing we we talked about after the event was that that we in many ways felt that this was maybe the best audience that we ever had because everybody was so dedicated and everybody was, as you just described, everybody was working hard during the workshops. Everybody was, when we started the talks, everybody was seated, ready for, for the talk. So, right. and usually it's Copenhagen is, is a bit different. People is a bit more, you know, floating around and maybe not, it's not maybe the same commitment uh, as, as uh, we experienced in, in, in Tokyo. So that was, that was really great for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing was this interest of, 
uh, talking to the speakers, meeting the speakers, meeting us as organizer. So the whole interest in having this conversation, actually be together and, and have the conversation was also really uh, impressive and felt really good. Mm -hmm. So we're really looking forward to have this experience again. Yeah, especially with um, what we call the, the meetup on the day before the main event. We were expecting some sort of interest, but we didn't know how much interest there was going to be. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible. Mm -hmm. Like So many people that then attended the conference joined. And also, we after the, the conference, I think it was day one or two, we went out of beers and people were joining us to continue the conversation. And that was amazing because we felt that people were not just there to sit down and kind of watch passively, but they really wanted to connect and learn more. So that was great. Mm. One thing we're a little bit afraid of uh, this year is the mask. Right. Yeah. Right. That is <laughs> yes. a big barrier. Yes. Yeah. And we still have the conversation with the mask on. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna try. We're definitely gonna be. We're gonna we're, try. We're, we're gonna try. We're designers yeah. and creators. It yeah. uh, sounds yeah. like it's an opportunity to to create something <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so in a in a meetup. Uh, in a in a meetup, so the speakers and also attendees they can interact with each other, right? Yeah, and that's completely free. There's no, nothing. Yeah, set. that's amazing. Not, mm -hmm. It's just very very informal and chill. People just sit down, have a beer, and have a chat. And it's funny because people can learn more about each other's lives, not just their work. Mm, it's yeah. very perfect. That's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, you no, normally the conference I see the speakers on the presentation like a stage and a little bit higher than right, right. <laughs> like true. <laughs> Um, so uh, I, I think I think actually that's one of the main important uh, in our DNA as as uh, as, as a conference is that the conference is is flat. It means one year you can be uh, an attendee, the year after you can be uh, a speaker. Yeah. The whole point is that this it should be an interest. So the conference should be. Uh, exciting for uh, for the attendees, but it should also be so exciting that the speakers actually want to be attendees. So that's the other thing is it's only designers, and it's it's not about having famous people. It's more about having designers who actually have done something interesting. That's that's the that's what is our that's our main interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was, um, yeah. I was I was wondering. Yeah, I I saw that speakers are changing every year, and. Like, how do you choose the speaker in also industries? Do you choose that from your like friends list or how, how do you choose actually? It's, it's a very, I guess, large different process that has, I don't know, it branches out in different ways. Mm. So obviously we have uh, speakers that come from our sponsors. So in that case, the speaker must come from the same company that is sponsoring us. So Michael usually has the conversations with the, with the sponsors and they agree on what kind of person is the best fit, what kind of topic we would like to bring on stage. Whereas for the people that we recruit ourselves, we usually do some research. So for example, we decide the themes of the conference and then based on that, we say, okay, I need a, let's say UX designer who is a specialist in this specific area or, or who has done this specific project and then we just uh, do a lot of research it's a bit like uh, i don't know kind of fbi kind of work so you <laughs> your network you ask your friends or you go on linkedin you go on instagram so 
the the more research you can do the best and then we just go out to them and then we reach out and we say hey would you like to join our conference so it goes in very very different ways sometimes they also come to us and sometimes we go to them and i think what's uh, on, on top of this which makes it even more complicated is then we have something about uh, making sure that we have a 50-50 gender balance yeah, um we're also looking into uh, having more diversity mm. um so it means we want to have designers from basically all over the world and this is something we've been struggling with um because for some reason it's always white males who want to talk so mm. And so it it is something we really struggle with, and we need to have a big focus on. Otherwise, we're going to have this unbalance. Yeah. But what you see at Design Matters for Tokyo this year is that we have actually a more or less fifty fifty balance when it comes to gender. So that's that's good. Yeah, it has been quite hard with the pandemic to fly in people from yeah countries because there were so many restrictions with flights and so on. So that has been quite of a challenge, but. I I think that once the pandemic is over, it's kind of over, I guess, in the late phase of it. Now things are becoming a little bit more, a little bit less complicated, I would say. Okay, I see. Then I'm curious about like this year's uh, speakers. Can you uh, please introduce like somebody from the like speaker list? Like any highlights or yeah. I think that yeah, so, so specific, kind of... specific for, for so the talk, the lineup for Tokyo, yeah, right? Tokyo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, so one of the rules we have in Design Matters is that we can't have the same speakers speaking again. So it means, you know, sometimes we have really amazing speakers speaking in Copenhagen, but then we can't invite them for Copenhagen again unless they change company, unless they're going to do something else than a talk. But doing a, an, another conference like we do in Tokyo, it gives us the opportunity to invite some of the great speakers again, because now it's a new setting, it's a new conference happening in a new place with new themes. So um, just to give you an example, one of the really great speakers we had back in 20 was uh, Anita Butler from Twitter. She did a um, remote talk. Um, but she did maybe the most amazing remote talks that we had at uh, Design Matter so far. Um, she talked about the um, real fake, but now she uh, is going to tap into um, the theme about fuck-ups. Um, so we kind of knew that she was a great speaker. And uh, then we asked her, would you be interested in coming to Tokyo and do a talk? And she was, yeah, of course. And then would you, which theme would you like to talk into? And then we had a discussion about the themes and then we made a decision together with her that she should talk, uh, do a talk about um, the, the, the fuck-ups. Yeah. And also the fact that we kind of uh, invite the same speaker after Copenhagen to Tokyo, in this case, to a different conference in a different location, is that we allowed a different audience to experience a talk from the same person. Because, of course, we, we had Japanese people flying in, uh, in 19 for sure. I don't think in Tokyo, maybe, oh, sorry, in 20, maybe there were very few. Yeah. But at least she gets to give her own talk in Copenhagen and then also in Tokyo. So the audience in the end is going to be so much bigger because it's two different locations. Mm. Then we have, uh, then there's going to be um, a designer from <clears throat> Dalton Mac. She's called Bianca. She did our workshop back in 19 in Copenhagen. She's amazing. We know she's uh, maybe one of the best typeface designers in the world. She's, so we invited her to do this uh, 
to add, to do a talk in, in Tokyo and she also said yes, of course. And then the yeah. star, uh, one of the stars. Pablo Stanley, <laughs> which is a huge star. He was standing in 21 in Copenhagen. And he couldn't wait to go to Tokyo because I think he's never been there. So he's very, very excited to connect with the Japanese yeah. community. And I think he's very interested in, he's an illustrator. So he wants to he's, he's a manga well. yeah yeah he's yeah. a manga and mm-hmm. it seems like uh, people already have discovered that he's coming so he's invited to do a lot of stuff actually mm-hmm. he's going to do sorry. some live drawings uh, wow <laughs> some manga tradition yeah so um then uh, then we have uh, another interesting guy it's um Philip from Contopo. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the Danish companies who has been working for a long time in, in, in Japan with some quite interesting projects. So here is maybe a really one of the best design cases where we can look at Danish and Japanese design. Yeah. Um, so Philip Philip joined us in, in 20 as well. Now he's going to do a talk again and his team is going to do a workshop as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... There's a lot of stuff going on. Yep. Yeah, excited. Yeah. So excited. We're yeah. so looking forward to attend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so maybe we can go on more in general design matters questions. And you've been managed over 50 conferences in a global scale since 2012. So I've been I've been organizing a lot of conferences. Design Matters is is doing uh, this year is the eighth edition of Design Matters. So the first one was back in in fifteen, and it was a yearly conference. And then, yeah, then we did the one in in, in Tokyo twenty. It was supposed to be in twenty one, but here we had to to cancel because everything was so complicated. So. Uh, this year, it, it looks like it's going to happen. So, <laughs> and then we have a uh, secret plans about doing uh, more pop-ups. It's not, there's not going to be millions of pop-ups, mm-hmm. but the idea is that we're going to spread out a little bit. Uh, so again, people don't have to travel all around Across the world. Continents, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, the idea is to maybe do something uh, in America at some point. Um, uh, later on. Besides the, the conference, what we do is we have online uh, events, shorter events. This year we did the first online conference only. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all about uh, behavioral design and uh, how <clears throat> behavioral design can be used to tap into the 17 uh, sustainability development goals. It's something that we want to go more into in the future as a direction. So this is also why we don't want to fly all the people into one location. It's a bit more sustainable to fly a small team yeah, out, yeah. kind of stay somehow where they are, at least in the same continent, if not country. So that's something. Another thing we do is events for students. Mm-hmm. So um, on the day before the main event in Copenhagen, we always have an event for Danish and also international students if they want to join. And we have some of the speakers that will talk in Copenhagen, they will do a similar talk for students, so it's catered for them. So obviously the level of experience and also needs that students have is not the same as a senior designer. So it's good that we try to offer tips and advice to students and maybe they can also connect with maybe their future company too. It feels like you're trying to expand this workshop more in a wild section, but is there any like core value that you want you always keep in your mind to you know expand this event to all around the world 
I think that the core, some of the core values is that um, we're gonna we're gonna insist on that design matters is this one track conference. So everybody is listening to the same talks. Then we're gonna break out a little bit during uh, before and after lunch um, uh, for workshops, or you can if you want to. Uh, just keep on listening to talks, then you can you can do that. But it's still a one-track conference. It means we everybody's on the same journey basically. Um, then it's going to be two days um, because in order to um, feel this uh, vibe of you know being a part of something, you need to the the, the two-day event is is really great. Um, mm. It also gives us the opportunity to have a little bit of a party or um, some kind of an evening session going on where we can socialize a little bit. Uh, and this is yeah. This is what I wanted to say. That maybe one of our values is keeping it very friendly, informal, and kind of festive vibeish, mm. so that people, you know, they don't just come for a very serious like we don't see people in suits, it's, you know. People they just come relaxed, ready to experience a lot of things. So as Michael said, lots of parties and performances, and it is supposed to be fun. Mm. Yeah. And, and and then I would say that again, <clears throat> we want we, we we will insist that it's only designers on stage. It should only be about design. It should not be about sell and marketing or management. Mm. It should be about design, uh, craftsmanship, but. We will maybe in time open up for looking into different types of design. So it's not only digital design, it can also be um, more like physical design or it could be industries connected to design. So maybe architecture could be something that we could look into because we believe that they're going to be, there could be inspiration that designers benefit from with uh, listening to other <clears throat> type of designers. Actually, I'm I'm really happy, excited you said architecture because I am a architect slash designer. So for <laughs> yay, architects out there, you can come to. We have last year we had a, a space architect doing yeah. a talk, and it was actually one of the highest rated talks last year. So they only do architecture architecture for for the space industry basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be connected with your answer that you just answered that you want to keep this workshop very friendly and festivalic. But I just wonder, like, I think it was very hard decision for to you guys to make this Tokyo's event held in all offline for this time because of the pandemic situation. But is there any like reason why you put too many um values on physical? Yeah. yeah. So the reason why you know, we really push for having a face-to-face -face event, like an in-person event, is because it's just so easier to read the other people's face and emotions and to communicate. It's just easy to just communicate like this. Whereas when you do it through the screen, there are so many obstacles in the way. Like it could be that your connection doesn't work properly, your face is frozen, and the other person can read exactly what you're feeling. Or also the communication. When there are so many people involved, then you can only use the chat. Otherwise, so many people will talk at the same time. Whereas in an in-person scenario, I can have a conversation with this person, and then I can turn around and talk to someone else. It's just so more, much more immediate. And this is why we think it's very valuable. And I think it was really interesting to see in Tokyo last time that people were just exchanging their own meishi and that wasn't really cool. <laughs> that was really cool. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and another I think, personal reason is that we really want to go back. So that's why. We... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Earlier, you mentioned the, the idea of with what you're working on, on, on behavioral impact in terms of design and, and of course, the, the SDGs. I wanted to find out um, how you came to that decision. As we know, the, the Sustainable Development Goals by the United Nations, they're 17, and mm -hmm. uh, design is problem-solving, so we can enter every piece of the 17. What made you feel comfortable in picking a specific area uh, within those SDG goals? So we looked into what the designers in our network usually talk about and also talked about in the past, and it was really easy to do the maths. We were like, actually, this person is doing this specific thing that taps into the, this specific goal. And then we just started looking at what they do. And then we realized that connection was already there. We didn't really have to look for it. So it's almost like we had done that before, but we never really said it just because we didn't really give too much think about that. So mm. when now we said, okay, let's make it part of our actual company culture. And also we wrote a manifesto about that because we feel like that is so much part of our identity that we want to continue on this path and we also want to expand it. So I think in terms of which goals, the ones that we work for the most, are, I think is it number 13, the one about in industry and infrastructure. We also work a lot for gender equality and also for education because we try a lot to include people, not only students, but also people from uh, different backgrounds. For example, our sponsors Balsamic uh, sponsors some free tickets. Uh, it's called DEI. It's for all people that come from minorities. So for example, LGBTQ community or people with handicaps, or also people from uh, ethnic minorities. So these people can apply to get a free ticket to Tokyo, for example. So we really try to include people and work for these goals in as many ways as we can. So be it through speakers and talks, be it through the way we actually organize the conference. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think uh, one of those, uh, I mean, the, the journey we have been on is also that from, from the very beginning, we, our focus was learning from these apps, websites that we all were so fascinated about and that we used daily. And then during uh, the years, we've been changing focus a little bit, learning that maybe there's something else going on. Maybe design isn't always that good. Maybe design can be evil. So, and, and how we discovered that was by talking to designers, talking to previous speakers. So, we always have this committee meeting, a yearly committee meeting, where we discuss with previous speakers, you know, what is your, on your mind? Um, and I remember back in 17, I think, when Facebook really did some evil stuff, sharing all this analytic stuff with the, with the other company. Uh, yes, um, yes. There was a lot of designers that was really like, oh man, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Are we actually, are we about something that's so evil? Yeah. So, and that, that became us being more aware, aware yeah, and, and more concerned about actually addressing themes that is meaning something, that yes. is doing something good. And and I think today the whole uh, sustainable discussion, uh, climate discussion is so important that it's, it's like on top of everything. It's something we need to be aware of all the time. So yes. so that's why it's, it's, it's going to be, it's definitely going to, going to be there and it's going to stay there. Yeah. Mm. 
yeah, in a, I think I just continued to ask a kind of last question. So in a relating to your, your answer and what is the like, kind of like a big picture of the design matters, like a future blueprint uh, and where this event heading towards to? So I guess for me, it's making design masses even more inclusive than it is now. I see mm. that we're going in the right direction, but I think we're not there as much as we want to, and also more sustainable than it actually is. So again, that would be probably reached by doing events in different continents so that we don't fly people across half of the world. So I think these two are the first two things that come to mind for me. Mm. Yeah, and and hopefully the sign matters is, is going to be a community where we can have this uh, conversation uh, going on constantly basically um that's that's really what i hope for too um and as Georgia said organize the conference uh on different places um i think that would be um, that could be great too yeah and uh with that that last response, I would like to thank then Mikhail and Georgia. Thank you so much for joining us uh, uh, today on the podcast. I think you've given us an excellent insight into what Design Matters is and also um, what to look forward to in Design Matters uh, Tokyo. To listeners out there, if you want to find out more about Design Matters Tokyo, uh, it'll be linked. And from there, you can find out more about how to attend the event and all the awesome goodness that's happening. Thank you very much for joining today. Thank you. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much.